0: Even when we're on vacation, there's one part of the body that doesn't get any rest, and that's our feet. But what can be done if we take a wrong step or we are suffering from an underlying condition that causes our feet pain? This is A Bone to Fix, an orthopedic podcast, and today we'll be discussing foot and ankle surgery with Dr. Robert Brandau. He's a board-certified and fellowship-trained foot and ankle surgeon specializing in the treatment of foot and ankle disorders for Orthopedic Associates of Central Maryland Division. Hello I'm Prakash Chandran and I've got a bone to fix with you. So doctor my first question is what is the most common reason patients need foot and ankle surgery?
1: I think one of the important things we don't like to talk about or think about are accidents unfortunately. So one of the most common needs in foot and ankle surgery is from unfortunately like an accident uh, such as an Achilles tendon rupture, an ankle fracture, or metatarsal fracture, which is one of the long bones of the foot, that is probably the most common initial presenting symptom. But aside from that, mainly chronic long-standing foot pain, generally some lasting over two to three months, that could come from if someone has a high arch foot or a flat foot, or some sort of uh, bunion deformity, or even some arthritis would be some of the top reasons.
0: Okay. And I guess before we go to the next question, to expand a little bit more on the accidents, what are the most common accidents that you see that prompt the need for foot or ankle surgery?
1: One of the most common things I see in my practice is certainly an ankle injury. Um, that could be from usually a fall from a low height or, or a little bit of, um, more of a height. Usually here in the fall or winter, you'll have some people up on ladders. So that can result in an ankle or sometimes like a heel bone fracture. But those are very, very common injuries, probably one of the most common surgeries I do in total in my practice. And then, you know, as we sort of get older and people are more active, you do see a lot of overuse injuries or sometimes even acute injuries like tendon ruptures as people continue to play sports and are very active into their
0: advancing years. And could underlying conditions such as diabetes result in the need for surgery?
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, diabetics are prone to a host of conditions. And most probably commonly, we sort of think about our infection, but that usually comes from an ulceration. Ulcer is a hole in the skin that can create an infection and un- unfortunately sometimes can even create like a, a deeper bone infection. But usually people will get that because they have some sort of deformity, such as like a flat foot. And is the history with people with diabetes, they are more prone to a disease called Charcot, which makes their foot a lot flatter. But Yes. Unfortunately, people with diabetes need to be very acutely aware of the status of their foot, make sure that there's no ulcers, skin breakdown, and they're taking good proper care of their feet with uh, proper diabetic shoes inserts and routine care every three
0: or six months. Okay. Understood. So if it is found out that someone needs foot or ankle surgery because of some of the reasons that we just talked about, what are some of the different types of foot and ankle surgery?
1: Sure. Yeah. we'll, We'll just we'll stick to some of the very common ones like we talked about. So an ankle fracture, when someone has a a fracture of the lower leg around the ankle, the bones that make up the ankle, those need to be fixed and put back together if they are found to be really out of place or displaced as we call it. That is usually done with a combination of plates or screws and those are fixed very commonly, especially in athletes or with fractures that are very commonly displaced. Additionally, people with longer standing arthritis or you know what people will consider a, a more dorsal bunion or something to that effect can sometimes require surgery to sort of get rid of the arthritis or sometimes fuse the joint. And another common one is when people have ankle instability. So if you've had a lot of ankle sprains, like if you're an athlete or you know in high school or college you sprained your ankle a lot, sometimes that can lead to some instability Most people have had ankle sprain or two in their lives and would understand the sort of feeling. So if that is a chronic or an issue that keeps happening to them, that's a very common surgery where we repair those ligaments.
0: Okay, so you just covered a couple different types of surgery, but at a high level, can people expect pain with these types of surgeries?
1: The indication, especially in the traumatic events, like I mentioned, such as ankle fractures or ligament ruptures or other sort of fractures, those can be very painful. And usually people are seeking treatment very initially. To sort of get to your other question about need for foot and ankle surgery, these chronic issues, including arthritis and other deformities of the foot, those people will come in over time uh, when they really have exhausted a lot of uh, conservative treatments. I think it's a good question and something for people to understand that foot surgery, the after effects or the post-operative care can definitely have some pain associated with it, as well as swelling to the area. And those are all managed with a good post-operative pain management protocol. But yes, unfortunately, foot and ankle surgery definitely has pain associated with it, but something that can be overcome and
0: well-controlled. Yeah. And I guess just expanding on that, uh, I guess covering the healing process, how long does that typically take?
1: It's very variable depending on the type of surgery. The patient's age and health status, I think, are the biggest things. Like mentioning before with the foot and ankle, there's definitely swelling associated, usually with any incision, big or small. So generally speaking, depending on the nature, whether it be a fracture or a ligament rupture or a reconstructive type surgery, there can be a period of non-weight bearing for sometimes four to eight weeks, depending eight weeks being more severe cases. And then there's a good post-operative rehab protocol where we'll get you to work with some really good physical therapists to get you back walking out of a boot and into a brace and then into your normal shoes.
0: Now, you kind of touched on this, the fact that age and health status uh, plays a factor, but are there any other difficulties or complications that patients need to know about when healing from surgery?
1: One of the things that is difficult with foot and ankle surgery is just simply being non-weight-bearing for a long time and the logistics of getting around your house maybe with a knee roller or a walker or something to that effect that can really make it difficult, especially if you live in a house with more narrow hallways or an older house where there's a lot of stairs but they're narrow as well. Or frankly, if you just don't live on a, a single level home, makes it more difficult just by having stairs. So I think regardless of any demographic parameter, I think that's really important just to understand the logistics that you will be only using one leg for at least a short period of time.
0: And, you know, just finally, as we close, I'd love to talk a little bit about being proactive with your foot and ankle health. What's the best advice that you could give patients to improve and protect the health of their feet and ankles so they don't require surgery?
1: Foot pain is not normal. There's a very sort of easy way to think of things. If you are having pain, please go see a foot and ankle specialist to get diagnosed with a problem that could... Uh, be very treatable and prevent further injury. A lot of things that we can do, including orthotics, physical therapy, can really prevent a lot of acute uh, chronic injuries and prevent surgery
0: needs in the future. Absolutely makes sense. So, you know, just, I guess, final question. Given all of the experience that you have, all of the different surgeries that you've been a part of, recovery programs that you've seen, What's one thing that you know to be true that you just wish more patients knew before they came to see you?
1: I think it, a little boring of an answer, but it really goes back to what I was saying maybe a couple questions ago as far as the non-weight-bearing. I think I think that really is a large hurdle for people, you know, especially very active people or sometimes elderly people that aren't really thinking about how difficult the process will be to be non-weight-bearing. And I think that's always an issue, no matter the surgery age or health of the person. I think it's always an issue to be just on one leg, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, because I imagine that there is a certain level of uh, impatience when it comes to healing. The feet obviously carry you everywhere. It's part of everything that you do, and you just want to get back to activity as soon as possible. So I imagine that you see that people find it difficult to really not put any weight on their feet, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, the quick example I sort of tell people is imagine getting up from the couch and walking to the bathroom uh, normally. And then that just became 10 times harder when you're non-weight bearing. Mm. You have to use your arms, you're swinging your other leg, putting more weight on that side. Probably takes you, you know, four times as long to get to the bathroom. And that's, you know, we're talking about maybe a 10 second walk. So it can be a lot in the beginning, but you know, luckily there's some tips and tricks uh, that we can use to help you get around faster.
0: Well, Dr. Brandau, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it.
1: No, I appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: That was Dr. Robert Brandow, board-certified and fellowship-trained foot and ankle surgeon specializing in the treatment of foot and ankle disorders for Orthopedic Associates of Central Maryland Division. For more information, you can head to mdbonedocs.com. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. That's all for today. I'm Prakash Chandran, and that was A Bone That's Fixed.